would like to preach on grandparents today. Not on you physically, that would be painful. But uh, about grandparents. When I first got here about five years ago, uh, I guess it was about this time, and we had a little grandparents day as well. And uh, it was encouraged by Pat, I think, to wear something related to your grandparents or something of that nature. So I wore one of my grandfather's ties uh, from National City Bank, and I brought this Bible to preach from. This is my grandfather's Bible, Harry Stickle. And he was a Baptist minister for many years, mainly in Iowa, a little bit in Minnesota as well. And I've really enjoyed uh, every year following that tradition now, I guess this is five years, uh, bringing his Bible to preach from. And I was really disappointed this morning as I was preparing further in the back to uh, open it. And the binding broke on it. So I guess this will be the last time for this one. And this, I have others. Um, As I've showed you before, he filled them up full of notes. Um, I'm not entirely sure when he started using this one. I don't think it was his pulpit Bible, so to speak. Um, The first page of the Bible is a little bit covered up. There's a nice... um, let me see if I can kind of show you. Mimeograph copy of, I guess, his sermon. <laughs> it kind of covers up some of the details. There is a date written here, in uh, July 1st, 1970. So I'm assuming he started using it somewhere around there. Uh, I have many others to use that were his. Uh, but what I guess I was reminded of is that if there's anything that this country probably needs, it's not really more Bibles. It's more Bibles that are worn out from use. Right, and maybe that's maybe that's the reminder this morning. What we need is more scriptures that are worn out by use. Proverbs thirteen and twenty-two. Proverbs thirteen and twenty-two. A verse you see on our slideshow this morning. It says, "A good man leaveth an inheritance to his own children's children." And the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. As is common in Proverbs and wisdom literature, we're seeing a comparison of what you should and shouldn't be doing, the good and the bad outcome. But what I want to focus on today is this idea that a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, or you could say today we call that grandchildren. And I want to talk about inheritance for just a minute. And I want to ask the very important question of what are you leaving as an inheritance? Inheritance is a gift um, of honor and support to children to provide for them and to continue the family. It was far more important in older times than maybe it has fallen out of today. We think about inheritance and we probably primarily think about money or property or possessions and things of this nature. And we think about this being what happens when someone 
passes and leaves something to the next generation or the generations after. I do think it's important to point out and kind of make sense as we talk about this today that inheritance is a gift. It is not necessarily your right. And we saw that being discussed in the book of Luke when a man came to Jesus saying, tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. And we've seen that multiple times in the Old Testament. Inheritance is a gift, and that'll make sense here in just a minute. But I really want to talk about some things that can be inherited that are not just about money or wealth or possessions or land. And so when I ask the question is, what are you inheriting? And grandparents and parents, what are you giving to the next generation, whether they be your own children or close friends or others that you're involved with? What are you giving to the next generation? What are they going to inherit from you, if you will? Well, the scripture has a lot of things to say about that. It has things to say, and I'll go back to 1 Peter, about the graces that we preached on for several weeks. We should be giving to our children and our grandchildren virtue, knowledge, temperance and patience, godliness, brotherly kindness and love. And we should be giving that as an inheritance by example and by instruction. We ourselves have others who look up to us and we need to be one uh, who is giving by example and by knowledge. That means that we have to purposefully teach the younger generations how to do these things. And many, many times we will either fail to teach because we assume they know, which we shouldn't do, or we fail to give and teach by example. We also think about the fruits of the Spirit. Find those in Galatians. Love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And so we should be living those things out. We should be modeling those things out. We should be teaching what that means to the next generation and even the generation after that. Because that, if you really want something to inherit, if you really want to pass down something that will truly impact your children and your grandchildren and your great-great-grandchildren and so on and so forth, is something that we should be sharing. We're also reminded in Proverbs 22 that a good name is chosen better than great riches. We should be passing down a good reputation. That means that you have character. That means that you have virtue. That means that you follow the Lord and have people respect you for who that you are. And this is something that we should, again, not only be modeling by example, but specifically teaching to those who are under us. We could go on and talk about other things in the scriptures. I mentioned already, we think about character. We think about wisdom. I think this is something we fail to realize in our current generation and maybe the last few generations. Life seems to be changing at such a rapid pace that we forget or at least neglect, or maybe we just don't listen, and maybe it's no different now than it used to be, but we don't listen to the wisdom that our elders have. And we forget that they've had heartaches before, that they've had struggles before, that they've had to make decisions about going this way or that way. There have certainly been challenges that all have faced, and they have 
great wisdom to teach us if we would listen. And sometimes, for those of us who are younger, if we would just ask. Our older generation can also teach us about humility, maybe better than some of us, especially when we're younger. Those who have great experience in life can teach us about faithfulness and can model faithfulness for us. Faithfulness in love to children, faithfulness in a marriage, faithfulness to a church, faithfulness, first of all, to God. Hopefully, the older generation can teach us about obedience. That's what I was going to preach on this morning, but maybe that'll save till next week. And we have to remember that those who've gone before us can model and show us the importance of a legacy, of a heritage, to tell us who we are. Sometimes that heritage and that legacy is not a good example, and other times it is. And other times it's a mixed bag. We are not necessarily who our parents or grandparents were. We can do things different or better. But we ought to be careful and cautious about how we are too quick maybe sometimes to, to think that they don't know what they're talking about. I recall at least twice calling my mother when the kids were little and she picked up the phone. I said, hey, mom, I'm sorry. And she said, why? I said, oh, I'm just sorry today. <laughs> For all that I did to you. <laughs> and she laughed. She goes, oh, honey, you were worth it. That's a good mama. Um, and so that wisdom and that humility and that faithfulness and that obedience and that legacy and that character and that good name and that love and that patience and that long suffering and that kindness and that godliness and all of those things have been taught and passed from generation to generation. And so we have to ask ourselves this very important question. Are we doing that today? Are we actively teaching? Are we as much as sometimes and the younger folks won't believe it as much as parents don't like doing this sometimes? Are we demanding obedience? Because we have to. Are we living an example? Are we teaching? Are we doing these things? Are we giving a non-financial inheritance to our children or great-grandchildren or great-great-grandchildren? Are we giving a non-financial inheritance to those who sit under us when we teach? To those who are around us when we are at work? Whatever the situation is, are we living into someone's life in such a way that models and teaches There's no reason we have to wait for this. An inheritance can start now. An inheritance should start now. We wait sometimes for different things. We put off things for different reasons, and sometimes we can't help it, and sometimes we do it on purpose. But I hate that anyone would sit here and think, well, I'm preparing to give an inheritance someday to my children or grandchildren and lose the opportunity that you have now. And see, it's wise and good to save up. Scripture tells us that. It's wise and good to, 
to bless your children, grandchildren, friends, whoever with an inheritance. Sometimes we think so far ahead of the future, we fail to see the present in front of our own eyes. And so an inheritance is something that we should be giving now, not waiting until the end. So let me ask the questions again. Are you giving an inheritance right now, today? Let me ask the young ones who are here. Are you receiving your inheritance? Are you asking questions? Are you seeking the advice and the wisdom and the knowledge of those who've gone before you? Are you going for advice? Are you going for that comfort? Many, perhaps all of us, as was kind of alluded to this morning in a humorous way, but I'll say it very sincerely, have gone to our grandparents for comfort. And I think we've done that because we know that they know. And we know that they care. And they're not in the same position as parents to teach us absolute obedience all the time. Sometimes they're just there to love us. And that's very important. That's very important. Both are very important. But I want to talk about the most important inheritance that you can have. You've probably already guessed it's not money. It's not property. It's not a good name as far as the world is concerned, as far as your reputation. There's an inheritance better than love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and self-control. There is an inheritance that is eternal. There is an inheritance that is eternal, and it, just like an inheritance now, is a gift. The kind of inheritance are we talking about? We're talking about what Jesus Christ has done for us. You see, I get to be called one of His, not because I have deserved it, not because I have earned it, not because I'm the firstborn, no, but rather because of His Son who died for me, who paved the way that I can know God in the free pardon of sin and someday inherit what? Everything. I can inherit an eternal life. I can inherit the kingdom. And it pleases the Father to give us these things. Because we are his children. The greatest inheritance you could ever get is a right relationship with God. Write it down again. The greatest inheritance you could ever get is a right relationship with God. And that's something right there that if we could be, if we could really believe that, whether we actually inherit a large sum of money or a great expense, you know what's better? A right relationship with God. And whether we inherit physically nothing from our generation that goes before, do you know what's better? A right relationship with God. And so let me ask the question again, young ones. Have you inherited that right relationship with God? Have you been forgiven? And older ones who have received that inheritance, hopefully everyone who's here who's a little bit older, but 
Hopefully, you are telling your children and grandchildren and friends and family that they too can have the gift of inheritance. Because unlike a worldly and earthly inheritance, it never runs out. There's always enough. There's always plenty. I want to talk about just for a minute this spiritual inheritance. Be in Colossians 3, 22 through 24, just for a few verses. Colossians 3, 22 through 24. It says, Servants, obey in all things your master according to the flesh, not with eye service as man-pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord you will receive the reward of inheritance, For you serve the Lord Christ, but he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done, and there is no respect of persons. I'll read that again. Servants, obey in all things your master according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord, and not unto men, knowing that the Lord you shall receive a reward, an inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. This is a reminder to us that everything we do, we should do with all of our heart and do it for the Lord. Why? Because we are going to someday receive the eternal inheritance that places us at His service in His kingdom. And it is a reminder of what we should be focusing on in life and where we should have our attention. And it is a promise to us that we will, in fact, receive an inheritance. An inheritance, again, that is greater than anything else that could be given. And I want to point out one person in particular, just for a second. 2 Timothy 1 through 1 and 5. This is Paul writing a letter to Timothy. And Paul points out a couple of things. He says, When I called to remember the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and in thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is also in thee. Wherefore, I put you in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the pouring on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Be not therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. I'll just stop there because I could keep going for a long time. It's a beautiful chapter. But listen to what is going on here. What we see is Timothy, who is a very important person in the scriptures, who was a powerful pastor and teacher, who Paul called his own son in the spirit, And Paul is reminding Timothy that you have part of this because you inherited a great blessing from your mother and your grandmother. 
And we see the faithfulness in generations coming to be important. And we can continue over in a, a few chapters, 2 Timothy 3, 15 to 17, and says, uh, again, this is Paul talking to Timothy, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Jesus Christ. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And so we are again reminded of what Paul saw, very likely, that it was because of a grandmother and a mother who taught Timothy from a very young age that he would eventually be called by God to be a powerful testimony and a powerful service for the Lord. We get an inheritance in the Lord. And that inheritance is so often passed down by families. And so we need to make sure that we continue to do that. So children, young ones, not just children. Children in the sense that all of us are children, because we are. So listen to what I'm going to say, all of us. Proverbs 17 and 6 says, Children's children or grandchildren are a crown of old men. What does that mean? That means that our grandparents' honor and happiness is because of us, partly. Do you take that seriously? Let me ask us a different way. Would you do some of the things that you do in front of your parents? What about your grandmother? Or your grandfather? That's an interesting question, isn't it? I'd say all too often, some of our behavior, we would never think about doing in front of a grandparent. Because they'd come after us, wouldn't they? Because we know they'd come after us. Maybe. Maybe all of us children should remember more often that even more important than being worried about whether or not a grandparent will see us, that thought should keep us well behaved because we know that God sees us. We know that God sees us. Are you a crown for your grandparents and great-grandparents' head and great-great-grandparents' Are you living a life worthy of the calling of Jesus Christ? Have you been saved by Him? Do you, are you obedient to what the Scripture tells you? Are you following after Him and therefore a crown, a point of, of honor and pride to your grandparents and your great-grandparents' heads? If not, there's an easy way to fix that. Get in the Word and start being obedient. Maybe I should say simple. It's not easy. It's simple, though. Do you honor? Do you, do you listen and obey? Do you care for them? 1 Timothy 5, 4 says, If a widow has children or grandchildren, they should learn to serve God by taking care of her, as she once took care of them. I'm going to come to a close. I'm struggling a little bit today. 
me try and summarize it this way. God intends for the elders to teach the younger and for the younger to have reverence for the older. Grandparents, great-grandparents, great-great-grandparents, are you leaving an inheritance to your children and children's children and so on? Are you leaving an inheritance? I'm not telling you to go work more. I'm not telling you to go make a better investment. I'm asking you, are you leaving a spiritual inheritance for your children, one that is modeled in behavior and obedience, one that is lived out, one that is calling your children and grandchildren out? Are you helping them become people that they should be? Are you giving them the best gift you could ever, which is knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the free pardon of sin? Or are you giving them the best tool ever, which is helping them to be obedient and loving them when they make, when we make another mistake? Are you telling them and departing the wisdom that you have gained for years? Or are you being silent? Brothers and sisters, we need to be actively giving away our inheritance. Because at some point, you may give away your actual financial inheritance. And you know what stops then? The spiritual inheritance. I can't go back and talk to my grandparents. That's done. Whatever inheritance they gave, and it was really rich, is over. but it will last as long as I carry it forward. And so I sincerely challenge you as you sit here today, I want you to ask yourself, are you giving your inheritance or are you too busy building a physical one? Are you giving your inheritance or are you too busy doing something else? We need our elders to be giving inheritance. And children, and I include myself in that, Are you honoring your grandparents' inheritance? Have you considered what they have done for you? Are you putting them in the proper reverence? Are you listening to them? Are you watching their obedient examples? Are you taking notes on their wisdom? Are you asking them about things in the past and how they made these decisions? Are you seeking advice? Are you seeking comfort? Are you seeking prayer? Are you actively taking the gift that they want to give you of inheritance? Or are you ignoring it and turning it away? We have a great opportunity before us. Some of us have generations that we can seek out an inheritance. Some of us have very few. And so whichever camp you find yourselves in, and maybe you're blessed to be a little bit of both, Let us take hold of the scripture. Let us be reminded that we need to be giving an inheritance to the next generation. And just like Lois 
and Eunice gave an inheritance to their son, who was blessed so many because of it, we must do the same. Bow your heads and pray with me. Lord, we come to you today. Lord, we are thankful for so many who've gone before us who have given us an inheritance. Lord, we are thankful that you use those who've gone before us to lead and to guide and direct us. And Lord, I pray that you would encourage those who have greater wisdom, who have greater experience, those who carry this honorable title, Lord, that you would compel them to make sure that they are sharing their inheritance, their wisdom, their knowledge, their virtues, their patience, their salvation, their testimony with others. And Lord, for those of us who are here today, I pray that you would help us to live up to the example and, the, and be obedient to what our parents and grandparents and great-grandparents have modeled for us. And Lord, through all of this, may we not worship our family, but Lord, worship you. Lord, may we be able to model obedience to you and a desire to please you, and that would be what's passed down. And we can look fondly upon our relatives of the past and of current, but Lord, let us model you. Lord, may those who look at us see you. Lord, we thank you for the gifts that you've given us. We ask that you be with us today. In your name we pray. Amen.